0: So I'm going to do a song called Hard Pill. Uh, this is a tragic thing that happened when I was 18 years old. Uh, a friend was murdered, and uh, it was actually my ex-wife's best friend. And spent all these years taking care of my, my ex-wife, problems that it caused. And I kind of realized that I wasn't taking care of me never resolved with it because i was damaged by it also you know uh so i tell people this is a song that took me 40 years to write Wow. yeah it finally hit me and it's really helped me uh, work through that time of my life it's funny this late in life you know what i mean yeah i do yes i do yeah but this is called hard pill Like a ghost you went away Like a ghost you're here to stay Like a ghost you took two away But you left the angry one behind Like a ghost in a memory Your memory's still alive in me Like a ghost every once in a while I can still see we were all just barely 18. We were all out painting the scene, but then the scene turned to blood. It left us all lost in those woods. I remember that Sunday morning. The words came to me without warning. I remember Like a ghost that's in my head But then the pills kicked in Again and again We were just masking the. But your ghost still remains Such a heart pill to swallow Such a heart pill to swallow Such a a heart pill to swallow Such a hard pill to swallow. Yeah, all those pills kicked in, and the pills always win. We were just masking the pain But your ghost still remains Such a hard pill to swallow Such a hard pill to swallow I remember that Sunday morning, the words came to me without warning. I remember every word she said, like a ghost that's in my head. We were all just barely eighteen, we were all out painting the scene. But then the scene turned to blood, you left us all alone. I can still see you smile. Hey, look what we have found. A big sound in a small town. Far away from the bright lights. They're making music every night. Discover what is all around. Big sound, a big, sound. A big sound in a small town. Big sound, small town. A really big sound. Big sound, small town. In a nitty-bitty, teeny, tiny town. You're listening to Big Sound, Small Town with Sandy Carlton. Hello, I'm Kevin Marshall, Charlotte, North Carolina, singer-songwriter and luthier, uh, owner of Smiling Moon Guitars, Uh, been working the Charlotte music scene in the region since the early 90s, Uh, actually been playing all my life, but got really serious about it in the early 90s. Uh, Did
1: you grow up in Charlotte?
0: I grew up down in Lancaster, South Carolina, but. Mm -hmm. I didn't move that far away in yeah. hour north. <laughs> sure, sure. But I've been going to Charlotte all my life. And, right. Uh, so I moved to Charlotte. I uh, started working in Charlotte in the early 90s, and I moved to Charlotte in 98. Okay.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, so have, is music the only thing you've ever worked in?
0: No, I was a toolmaker oh, okay. for almost 30 years. Yeah, I started out in Tool and die straight out of high school. Uh did that worked from for some really cool companies and i uh metal stamping plastic yeah. injection molds machinery and and so my last what i call my last real job i worked for ray ever and oh Bones yeah Sports. that's
1: cool i kind of knew that too and i was kind of what's that tell me about that job a little bit
0: so i kind of lucked into that i was uh running the tool and die department a place called monroe custom molds And uh, one of my friends, Scott, he quit and went to work for Ray, and then he told them about me, and so I got an interview, and the plant manager, Mark McCartell, he's like, I don't even know what a toolmaker is, but I guess I'm going to find out, (laughs) and they're telling me I need to hire you, so... First few months, you know, just acclimating to the job. And then right. when they figured out what I knew how to do, they worked me hard in uh, that place.
1: Well, that was that was probably during the time that they were at the top of their success, we, too. We
0: were winning. We had Casey Kane. <laughs> yeah. I've got a World 600 ring. There you go. There you go. That's like the Super Bowl ring. Yeah, it is. Nice Stock car, car you know? yeah. 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 Sure is. So that lasted four years, and we lost our Dodge deal. Uh, that's when the manufacturers took the bailout money. Yeah. And they instructed uh, Dodge that they had to get rid of a race team. So they kept Roger Penske. Cause, right. you know he was yeah. yeah. a lot Roger of people. Penske. tax yeah. revenue. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so that ran out, but uh, financially that enabled me to open my guitar shop.
1: Well, that And there again, that was one of the places I was going with this too. So I'm sure that background uh, – ties into luthier work right it
0: does Uh, i'm a machinist doing woodwork it's just different materials but the uh the science behind stringed instruments is you know it's all mechanical it's geometry yeah
1: Yeah.
0: pretty much yeah Yeah. it is so an electrical electrical true yeah but uh i was already doing guitar work i had a little shop at the house and uh just doing it for myself and friends and bandmates and and, then When I finally, uh, and the thing, the funny thing is, is all these years I've been building tooling to work on guitars. That's funny. Working in these machine shops, right. I was able
1: to build do. them and bring them to you, to your shop. That's pretty cool.
0: And uh, so, when I opened my shop, I already had a lot of tooling. Oh, that's good. Uh, but I have a lathe and a milling machine. I approach oh, it a little different. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'd say you have pretty much the building standards as opposed to just uh, luthier uh, repair. Right. Did you start that by? Did you just start working on your own instruments? Is that how that all came about?
0: I did, and I worked at a place down in uh, Matthews called Estel Tool. And we got kind of slow, so and they didn't really care what we did as long as we were getting our work maybe, right on our own time. Right? Yeah. And I built my first electric guitar there, and I didn't have a clue as to what I was doing. Really? Did it anyway, but yeah. I still have that guitar, and I still play it. Really? It's one of my favorites. You it, and,
1: and it works well, well. Well, now you know how to fix it. If I mean, have you had to do anything
0: to it? I, I, as, I, yeah,
1: I figured as fixed, you got better,
0: I, I fixed the mistakes. That yeah, I made. Okay, that's where I was yeah, going with that. Yeah. But it's uh, it's a killer little guitar. That's cool. That's kind of got me started, and you know, in luthier work. right. Uh, So I would, you know, I bought a few cheap guitars. I didn't care if I destroyed them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, started figuring it out. I'm pretty much Uh, self-taught. Craig Landau. Yeah,
1: I know who Craig
0: is. I think he's working up here now. Really? an armored car factory here. Are you familiar (laughs) with (laughs) that? No, I'm not. And they build like the presidential type armored cars. Yeah, and he's, uh, he's just pushing paper now. Really? Yeah, he had to, he had shoulder problems. He had to get out of it. But I would say he's probably one of my best inspirations. Yeah, I if can I needed see. Needed advice. Oh, that's cool. Lean on him.
1: Well, that's pretty cool to know that he is willing to share that knowledge. Oh
0: yeah, he was. Yeah, he's a, he's still a good friend. of that's mine. That's good.
1: Yeah. That's really good. He built some fine stuff too. Yes, he
0: did. He's quite Duluth here. Yeah, one of the best. Yeah,
1: I'd say. And he's had some high high profile customers. Yep. So, that's. That's really really cool.
0: Yeah.
1: So, so was it a big jump when you went to um open your shop? I mean to
0: it was to, a huge to do that because at the time the economy was horrible and uh so I, I just went ahead and did it anyway cuz I knew I could go get a job at another shop right. if I needed True. to. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And the funny thing is during that a lot of uh musicians lost their day jobs and they were tired of the rat race so instead of going back and trying to sure. find a job they got their instruments ready and started playing full yeah. time and there's several of them are still playing sure. tom coon's wanted to. i guys. had
1: tom well i knew yeah. tom from the rank outsiders oh so, yeah. yeah
0: so they all started playing full time so what happened was everybody was digging their guitars out of their closet and out from under the bed and bringing them to me and I was really busy when I first opened them.
1: That's that's a great way to start it off. It I mean, was,
0: and then I've been busy ever since. And uh during COVID, I got really, really busy because people were bored at home. You know, not going yeah. out. Oh yeah,
1: get time to get our stuff fixed while we're not going home.
0: Entertainment. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, uh you know the same thing happened during the depression era. Uh, we,
1: I would. I could it see, see that. Sales happened.
0: went up. Sure, and that's where all the cheap stuff from Chicago, the K's, yeah, the Harmonies, the sure. Eagles—that's where all that came from. Ah, uh, because cool. people could afford them. Yeah. So yeah.
1: Well, you uh, know, so. this um, I, people let go of a lot of stuff. What they won't let go of is entertainment. You know? Exactly. I mean, you can do with you can live without a lot of stuff, but from the person who goes to to view and listen to the entertainment to the people that do it you know court jesters have been around since the uh, beginning of time
0: yes and america loves a freak show they do <laughs> <laughs> they really do uh, so,
1: so all right now let's talk about that so, okay so was it when you was a kid growing up was there a music scene in lancaster
0: actually there was there's a lot of guys i went to school with and grew up around i don't know if you're familiar with randy marshall
1: i know yeah i know randy, yeah
0: yeah so when we were kids you know we're riding our bicycles all over the neighborhood and randy was older and he always had a band and he's an incredible vocalist yeah he
1: is can really sing
0: so they would be in their in his dad's garage rehearsing and we would ride our bikes over to the garage and go inside and he would welcome us instead of most angry I, um, teenagers like get out sure kids you know, yeah. you know. he's like come on in and Saw my buddies; they'd get bored and leave, and I would stay. Oh, he's yeah. one of the, he is probably the reason I became a musician.
1: It, it, I know one other Lancaster musician; and he's probably older. You, uh, you know, Don Dixon, isn't he from Lancaster?
0: Yes, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. incredible. Oh yeah, his yeah. production on, I mean, REM. E. E. And, oh, yeah. and the list goes on. It and does, on. and him it does. He and Jamie Hoover together are yeah, sure. a force to be reckoned. They, they are.
1: Yes. Uh so I, that's the only other musician other than you that I know from Lancaster. Oh really? Yeah. There's somebody else though. There is one other person.
0: Well, there's a lot of guys my age that uh, went on to play with a lot of the beach bands. Oh yeah, that's yeah. Which we call it tribute bands now. They do
1: because <laughs> yeah. And 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 because beach music is a if it is not dead, it is on its way to a death.
0: It timed out. You know. The crowd.
1: And, and, yeah, and young people didn't pick it up, and they didn't pick up shagging, you know, yeah. so it's uh, –
0: But several of those guys, they went on, and some of them are still playing full time.
1: Sure. I played with, um, uh, when I was young, uh, Bo Schwantz. You know, he had the Shakers. For, he yeah. was one of the first people I ever played in a band with.
0: Yep. So, so. – yeah, I got my first guitar when I was 14 years old. My grandmother bought it for me. I still have it actually. It's a Kmart guitar. Uh and then the church that I grew up in, the preacher's wife at the time, she gave music lessons. Uh so I took guitar t- lessons. T- took guitar lessons. Yeah.
1: Well, I don't think you can ever go wrong with getting lessons. You know, every every it just about every fine musician I know has had a lesson. Yeah. You can only go so far sometimes when you're learning on your own before you have to have some help.
0: Well, I, I like the human interaction as far as lessons. YouTube videos are cool, but a YouTube video is not gonna remind you next week that you haven't rehearsed. True. <laughs> True. Yeah. And and
1: you know, the cool thing about YouTube video though is I used to have to drop a needle over and over and over on Same the record news. to learn to you know, and, and I would wear it out to where I couldn't even really determine what they were doing. Then YouTube comes, and I yeah. look it up and kind of find out I was playing it wrong.
0: Right. Yeah, or <laughs> the lyrics. We used to oh, the lyrics, to same to lyrics, way. So yeah. oh, now yeah. you can get lyrics. Yeah. Okay, that wasn't the right word. Exactly. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, I think everybody went through the Louis <laughs> Louie saying all the, the Louis Louie uh, lyrics wrong, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. Of course, sometimes on stage, me being a singer, you, you know, you, you forget a line, you make up a line, or you sing the first verse over. Oh, the audience doesn't no, know; it's just a fling. That's line. true. I mean,
1: <laughs> I mean, I do that all the time, just to see if people's listening.
0: Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. I'll
1: sing, I'll sing, totally, n- not even close to the right lyrics.
0: I've made up words, you before. know. Yeah.
1: And if I forget them, I make them up. I do the Bob Dylan. I mean, you can look at the Bob Dylan, if you see him three times do the same song, it'll be done differently.
0: Right. Everything about
1: his, though, will be done differently. He'll do it in a different key, different yep. tempo, and the words will be totally different. So,
0: Yep.
1: Well, I couldn't remember all his, which is, you know Matt Walsh? Who's
0: you, that? Matt Walsh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know Matt. Oh,
1: Matt's on the warpath about iPads these days. You see?
0: <laughs> <laughs> is he okay with us talking about <laughs> He's probably not. Well, <laughs> Here's the thing. I just turned 60, and remembering things are kind of tough these days sometimes. Yeah, they are. So I don't have a problem with it. Whatever gets you through the gig. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Sure.
1: You know, it's uh, – um,
0: Yeah. Uh, I used to – I've used music stands before if I needed it. I guy I play with
1: right now, Kevin Kevin Bridges. Yeah. Kevin used a music stand. Makes
0: yeah, I – I mean, we are getting older, and our memories are getting weaker. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but back in the, when I was a front man I had a band, so the Wax Gurus was a band I was in in Charlotte for over ten years. Uh funny story on that, I was down at Holloway's music on Monroe buying a guitar. It was an Alvarez Yari, it was a really nice guitar and the bass player for it was the George Hatcher band.
1: Yeah. I know George, he's from Shelby.
0: Yep so joe williams was his bass player at yeah time and he saw me buying the guitar started talking to him and he's like you know we're rehearsing with george for some shows but we've got a really good band and we want to get out and play some bar gigs and you know i told him i was a singer and so i went and rehearsed with those guys and the rest was history and at first you know we struggled trying to figure out what we were going to do because that was like 1991 <laughs> yeah. sure maybe uh but that's when alternative rock, when grunge hit the scene. Yeah. And so we were looking at all the bands in Charlotte and the region and seeing what they were doing and it was still sixties, seventies, eighties covers. Was. And mm-hmm. so we're like, Well, why don't we try playing this new stuff? And uh we did and it we were very successful. Yeah. We were playing the hits when they were hits. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we started getting really really busy about 93 and uh I mean that was back when people would go out and see bands yeah it was and they were charging at the door sure cover charges yeah
1: sure which they don't anymore cover charges is just a band
0: that's what happened to the music sure it is that started in early 2000s yeah uh and so because we were playing modern music uh we had quite the following it's like every weekend and we played a lot we only took like every fifth or sixth weekend off yeah we all had day jobs and families and, and playing all every weekend uh it was a blur but it was fun oh, so yeah! i've always been a songwriter and i made it clear to them if i'm going to do this we're going to do originals right. and we did and we recorded a record with jamie uh jamie hoover at yeah. Verama right yeah. Yeah. oh yeah i've been there yeah oh or, yeah. yeah jamie's still a good friend of mine and that was a pleasure working with him yeah i'm sure it took us about a year but me being the songwriter and the lead singer, I made sure I was at every session no matter what. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and so I got to work with him personally for about a year. That's good. Quite I mean, the learning well.
1: Yeah, I'm sure that was a real learning experience. Yeah, and
0: that was before digital recording. When they had yeah. Dat, yeah, know, he was that. still using reel-to-reel tape. Yeah, um, that's,
1: that's really cool in a way, you know?
0: Yeah, well, I learned the old school way and yeah. I know the new way with sure. digital recording. Uh, so and there's the record pluses. Really
1: well. There's pluses and minuses of both ways too.
0: The editing is the plus. Oh, that it is does.
1: a real plus. Yeah, yeah, a real plus. You can plus. move things around. Sure, so can. much Easier. Yeah, you, know? you can.
0: You get a good guitar riff, just sure. keep repeating Repeat it. Just yeah, fly. Yeah,
1: yeah. Even a vocal, you can you can fly if it's a chorus or something. You know, you can yeah. slide it on over.
0: But um, yeah, with the Wax Gurus, we were very popular and playing regionally. We did some touring, but. We were so busy regionally. I mean, we didn't book gigs; they booked us. Right.
1: That's good. Good. Yeah, it That's is good. You want, you it know? is
0: uh But we did that record, and that went well for a few years. And then, uh, you know, the scene started changing. They stopped taking money at the door a lot yeah, of these places. They did.
1: Particularly now, it's cash. And, yeah.
0: And I was burned out on it. I had been doing it for so long. I was tired. Yeah. You know, tired. I of do it. know that. Uh so I left that band and from there I took a break for a little while and then I started back just doing acoustic gigs and yeah. and writing, concentrating on original music. And so uh two thousand and thirteen I started on a new record, uh and started a new band, Kevin Marshall and the Jaywalkers. Uh we did the record and you know, I was catching the same kind of stuff you catch from band members and I'm in the studio and not good and so i decided just to use the best musicians i could find in yeah. charlotte to get the record done. It's the best way but to I do
1: did. it truthfully you in know.
0: studio guys yeah
1: studio guys that's what i'm doing right now
0: right yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a difference between studio musicians and road musicians yeah huge uh, difference huge difference you, you difference. find somebody that can do both uh so anyway the only original Jaywalker i used was matthew carter uh drummer and he's really good in the studio and really good on stage and he's very creative and that's how I started working with Eric Lovell in yeah. Bubble Studio. Yeah. Yeah. He and Gigi Dover. right? And uh, you know we use people like Jason Atkins, Rick yeah. Blackwell. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know if you know who Doug Henry is. I so do. He yeah, did yeah. a track. Uh, so we got the record done in 15 we released it and Eric and myself put a band together So it was me and Eric and Matthew Carter and Tim McDonald and Mike Bader. Uh, And we worked for three years off that record. We did some touring down in the low country and played festivals, big stage. We got to do the Tosco Tosco, music party. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Got to do some really cool stuff. But that kind of started dying off, you know, so i just started doing acoustic gigs and again concentrating on singer songwriter type stuff that's what you're doing primarily now that's what i'm doing now yeah but i did talk to my bass player tim the other day and we've got a lot of stuff started in the studio so we're thinking about doing a little reunion and putting a little ep together that'd be cool yeah that would
1: be really cool um do you remember the first song you ever wrote
0: yep uh I think I called it my flea-bitten dog. I think oh, I, st- I still have it. That's pretty cool. I've kept all my lyrics all the Really? Computers. Yeah, I work on computer now. Oh uh, yeah. Back when I used to write, right. handwrite. Oh yeah. I still have everything. I've I done. have
1: stuff that's I have bits and pieces on everything that you can think of. You know, yeah. when I started writing, I have.
0: Yeah, I don't throw. <sighs> whatever it away. was available. Sometimes I'll dig through that box and I'll find a line. Yeah just aligned it's like hey i can use that yeah
1: oh yeah i oh i have a ton of that stuff that, yeah. that you go back and you you wonder why you even quit working on it you yeah know?
0: you don't throw anything you know it's that. like why
1: did i why did i stop this right. then there's other stuff you pull out and go oh jesus i know why i stopped this well, that's you know? part
0: of the learning process you know? yes. yeah oh, i've yeah. got a lot of that <laughs> yeah
1: oh yeah yeah well you know every this is and this is what i tell news songwriters is you know everybody has a closet fuller of horrible songs they've written i mean you know for every good one that you write yeah you, know, you probably write 20 bad ones
0: of course you know yeah well, and again that's part of the learning it is across,
1: part so. of it yeah it is
0: it's funny though you can take a in modern music's a good example of this you can take a mediocre song and put a great band behind it and make a hit out true, of it. true
1: you can yeah. You
0: put the right people True. behind
1: it. But one, and but, but one of the things I've learned also, too, as a performer, you're only as good as the song you that you have.
0: Yeah, that's an argument I have with a lot of musicians. They're saying the bass player and the drummer is the band. I'm like, no, the songwriter and the manager is the band. Yeah. And I may make some people mad saying that, but without a great songwriter and singer... And a good manager, because a good manager. I agree manager, with that. No, I, a good manager hires the right people. Sure.
1: And gets you in the right places that are right for you. You know, you could, that's another thing, too. You can play your music in the wrong places and think you're bombing. It's just getting it in the right places the right helps,
0: venues, too. And that's, right. And a manager
1: is big, big with that.
0: And, I, you know, I've always, uh, Joe Williams and I managed the Wax Gurus. He handled the bookings, and I handled the financials, and right. the. Uh, the calendars that was back when we used to do the calendars and mail them out I mean, oh yeah yeah passed. yeah yeah before yeah. the internet uh and then in the jaywalkers that was 100 percent me i managed the whole thing we
1: they, see and that's something that people miss too i mean in particularly these days because it's, it's it's so easy but bands are bad about self-promotion yeah all they're interested in is playing they're not they don't i don't have enough people at my show well did you let anybody know you know
0: yep so in the jaywalkers we had shane combs uh she she was on my payroll for two or three years uh she did all our promotions sure she worked with a lot of different people yeah
1: i mean you have to have that if you're gonna if you're gonna make any headway if you think you can do it all on your own Yep. You you'll go where all your own can get you. you
0: know? Shane was a she was a force to be reckoned with also. She uh she was a go getter and she kept us busy yeah. and she's part to, of the reason we were success a big sure. part of the reason. Yeah. And her husband Wes Cobb
1: Yeah Wes, uh, yeah.
0: Wes our video. Yeah. So he did all our video sure. work and Yeah. So we had a team.
1: That's good. I mean that helps too. I mean it really is it is your surrounding people are about as important as your band members.
0: Oh yeah, you have to have that support, and uh, and we were doing bigger shows, so we needed all yeah that
1: to do well, what you right do. It. I mean, that's one of the things too that people don't realize. The every step of the way in being successful is one more employee you have.
0: Exactly. I mean, I mean yeah, that's lost on on young people starting out. Yeah. You know, it's like my guitar shop. I work by myself because I'm not in a real big space. And, right. My thing with that is doing tool and dial work all those years. I worked with some really bad people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very intelligent, but socially not so much. And Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah. Machinist. Well, we, yeah. <laughs> One of them. Yeah. 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 You
1: know, I just had uh, Ken Hooper. You know Ken?
0: I know the name. Yeah,
1: Ken builds guitars. You know, I just had Ken on the show, and he runs a one-man-only shop. Yeah. And it's he's if you want one of his guitars, it's a four-year wait list. You have to we
0: wait can, for it. Sounds like Wayne Hendricks. Yeah, it is. Same it was
1: kind of that's thing. same same type of deal as Wayne. Yeah, I spent
0: you know? I spent the afternoon with Wayne in his shop. S-
1: same kind of guy, really. They're kind of similar. Yeah. Sp- similar guys. I mean, yep. they'll they'll help another person that's yep. learning, and, and you know, one. That's another thing too. I've learned that people that help other people generally. Are not intimidated. They know that they're good at what they do, and therefore, they're willing to share about anything yeah, they know.
0: I used to be competitive in music and in business, and now it's like I want everybody to do well. Yeah. you know, you oh, yeah. mellow out as you get older. You do. You, you do. And I'm not gonna be able to do it that many more years, so I want somebody to carry on. Sure. You know, I wish I could train somebody, but I don't have a lot of room. But I'll be honest with you, I'm kinda of happy working by myself.
1: Yeah, well there's a there's a there's a end to that.
0: Yeah. Well being a musician, I've been herding cats all my life.
1: True. This is <laughs> so, true, you have.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you have. That's yeah, a... but the cool thing about what I do now is all the musicians that I get to meet. Yeah, that's
1: true. Yeah. I mean that's a good part of it. Yeah. And you and you've you've
0: you built yourself a pretty good reputation Uh, well actually it's cool that we're doing this podcast today today is my 12th anniversary oh that's really cool smiling moon guitars officially open did
1: you just built you can talk about you just built a fairly charlotte locally famous guitar did you not
0: yes i did the double door in uh so uh as i was telling you earlier in conversation i had to. I had to crawl my way into the double door end. But when I finally got in there, luckily I got to play there many times before they closed. So towards the end, I got to know Nick, the owner. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I was telling him I was a luthier and I'd like to build a guitar out of some of the wood here. And he pretty much turned me loose in that place. So he's like, I got some old tables down in the basement. I'm like, there's a basement in this place? Yeah. I went down there. It was like a dungeon. Oh, yeah. It was dark and damp and no lights. And I'm down there with a flashlight fumbling around. And there was these two tables that were built when the double door first started in the early 70s. Uh, And they're pecan, of all things. He said that a tree had fell or something. I don't remember the story. But there was a guy that used to hang out at the double door back then, had a wood shop in Charlotte. So they took that tree and had it cut up. That's too cool. So all the tables and benches and the, even out on the patio area, the smoking area. Right. All those benches were made out of that tree. Huh, that's too cool. Yeah, so there was these two round tables uh and they had cigarette burns and initials carved in them, bottle marks and yeah. you could tell where people slammed their drinks down on sure. the table if they heard a good song yeah, or whatever, well, yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, Just full of character. And so I got those two tabletops, and after that, I I got more wood out of there. I got some of the flooring, and I got some of the stairs going up to the green. Oh, yeah, that's cool. I still have some of that stuff. That's too cool. But the bigger table, I was able to cut it in pieces and do a whole body, and I made a Telecaster. Yeah,
1: I've seen pictures of it.
0: And uh, Yeah, and a guy named Mark Long, a good friend and customer of mine, he bought it, and he has it in a glass display case in his house. And I think the only person that he'll let play it is Ben Gatlin. I know Ben, yeah. Yeah, he'll take it out to a gig once in a while if Ben's playing and just, here, play this. Oh, that's cool. Uh, So I built that, and right before the double door closed down, we auctioned it off, and we got good money for that. That's good. And then Nick, I'm like, how much of this money do you want? He said, just keep it. Wow. You need it more than I do. That's cool. Because he he did well off the sale of that property.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean,
0: when he sold it, that was
1: some prime property.
0: Right. You know. You know. He uh, people got mad about the double door closing down. Uh, he was ready to retire.
1: Yeah. I mean, he was he. You know, he, there comes a the time for right everything. Yeah, yeah. I I I agree. I have a buddy that that um you know Daniel Costin. I'm sure yes. he had that yeah. Daniel. He's you know. He's documented about as much of that as he, he he's yep. been able. Anyone's been able to.
0: He was involved with the documentary. Yeah. So they used my guitar that I built on the cover. Yeah. Of that one. Yeah, that's really that cool. That was an honor.
1: Yeah, I see that it would. Yeah I, yeah, I seen the documentary. You know. I, oh yeah, I, uh, I have a copy. of it. Yeah, yeah. it's was uh, yeah. it really cool though.
0: Well, we went to the premiere at the Double Door of the documentary, and I took the guitar, of course, put it right. on display. Uh, and then the Belmont Playboys were sure. playing that night, yeah. so I can't remember what's the lead guitar player's uh, so name. Uh, yeah, I know that anyway, I handed it to him, and he ripped on that thing. It, it, sound, was, it sounded
1: good too, right?
0: Oh yeah, that's funny. That pecan it was heavy. I had to chamber of the body because it was really heavy, but had a really deep. Bassy kind of bottom end to it but right. still had the telly still had the, it had everything what kind
1: of pickups did you put in that thing uh Remember? well
0: i wanted because uh double door opened in 73 i wanted spec pickups yeah. so i had tom brantley yeah. Tom brantley rewinds right. out in wilmington yeah i told him to make the pickups for it and uh, that's too cool and he made he wound them 72 yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah that's too cool even the headstocks the bigger headstock yeah the big back headstock then. yep yeah. uh, everything about it had the 70s vibe oh, that's, that's too cool yeah yeah that was a cool project and since then i've built a lap steel out of some of the flooring oh really my mind. yeah oh
1: that's too cool
0: yeah and if uh i'm really busy in the shop with repair work so the custom build stuff it takes me time right i've got people still wanting oh, instruments yeah. out of that wood
1: have you sold the, have you sold those lap
0: steels yes uh I just sold one recently to a friend down in Charleston that I, a custom build that I did, and I've got another one that I'm building now, and I have a what we're calling the banjo caster, it's right? A yeah, Telecaster body with a banjo neck. Yeah,
1: t- yeah. Talk about that a little yeah. bit too. You're telling me about that.
0: Yeah, Tim Davis is a banjo builder. Davis Banjos, incredible luthier. Uh, he knew Ron Block. He knows all those guys right. in Union Station. Yeah, and uh, Ron had a uh, a cheaper telecaster body with a, it had a fender style neck on it but it was five string right. banjo and uh he wanted a real banjo neck on it so tim made the neck and i fitted it to the body and I upgraded electronics we made it roadworthy. yeah and uh he he got it and posted videos and then people started the interest wanting. spiked yeah so he's decided he wanted a real one so right. it's took it's taken a long time to build this thing cause again i got really busy during covid sure uh, but i'm just about done with it that's cool uh, the problem with it is there's no hardware for five string electric guitars yeah, out sure. there for basses, but not electric right. guitars so yeah. i had to make every part uh, and uh nice. tom made the pickups and you know i had to make the bridge and that's where that
1: past work came in
0: the my uh machinist background helped yep. me a lot yeah yeah yep. and then tim davis made the neck for it it's it's turning out really nice uh, but the thing is, it's a one-off, so when I do get it done, I probably, I'll probably, probably take a visit to Nashville and go see Ron and yeah, I would. deliver it. Yeah. Uh, the thoughts of putting that on a, a truck. I would
1: not feel good about that.
0: Not no. at all, because no. it's the only one in the world. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't feel good about that at all. Uh, and then I've got a custom lap steel that's all my design that I'm working on. That, that is
1: really cool. Yeah. you going to make it out of that uh, pecan wood?
0: No, actually, this is a a mahogany body with a a walnut top. And then uh, I'm trying something different in the bridge. I'm using paiso saddles. Then I have a lap steel pickup that Tom Brantley and I collaborated on. That's pretty cool. So I'm going to use that. And then uh, Hip Shot makes a tailpiece where you can go from like G to open G to open D. Yeah. Uh, And it was actually collaborated with Jerry Douglas. Huh. Yeah, so I've got one of those on You hook. have to hit,
1: well, wait, you can't do that with the lap steel.
0: No. Uh, how,
1: how, so I guess it just, it's not a lever type thing like the hip shot one.
0: It's its a, well, the hip shot unit that I'm using, it's a tailpiece like a, would go on a dobro type right. lap steel. Yeah. Resonator. Right. Uh and it's a lever. Yeah, you yeah. just tune it in like open. Right, and right. Flip the lever and right. it goes to D.
1: But you don't have to do, you don't have to. I, the hip shot that I used to have, I had to use my hip to actually change it. But since it's a lap still
0: Yeah, it's it's a tailpiece with a lever. And right. And
1: you just flip the, the tailpiece yeah, down so there. you got
0: screws that you're right, got you tuning. Right, got you. Yeah, that's FI cool. Tuning, yeah.
1: You can drop it all the way. You can drop them all. Yeah. That's cool.
0: So this is kind of my new design. Yeah. Uh, as far as electronics and hardware and we'll see how that goes and yes. if that works i'll just start going with that for a while
1: yeah that's pretty cool
0: yeah that's that's always been my goal to build instruments but there's there's a problem in that market these days too there's so many boutique builders
1: there are there are tons of them and the thing a is lot. a lot of them are really good too that's yes. the you know i look at the uh the old days people you know they had uh, yeah that's a really good guitar, but I'm sticking with my martin or you know i'm, Brand I'm names. exactly yep. but uh uh two things has happened number one, the boutique builders are good,
0: yes Collins.
1: yo Collins is fantastic yes know? yeah and and then you then but it's also forced the um uh corporates the martins the Taylors and all. To build better guitars. I was about to say that some of the new, some of the new Martins I played are as good as anything they ever built, and that is because the the
0: boutique has Taylor started that trend. Uh, Taylor guitars are, yeah, I, it's, they're not my favorite.
1: They're not mine. I play. I have a couple,
0: but, but as far as uh, quality and consistency sure. and service. They have bolts on necks. You can yeah. do a neck reset on a tailor in three hours.
1: Yeah, as opposed to if I bring you my my D forty five, you're going to take
0: you gotta sweat the. A neck look, off, You though. know. Yeah, yeah, and I don't even do neck resets on dovetail joints. Uh, I, I don't blame you. A friend up in Mount Airy, John Bolting, I send all that stuff. I, I don't blame he Specializes you. in
1: that's 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 you know. Also, if you have one of those and you play it, you're going to have to have a neck reset.
0: Eventually. Eventually. Unfortunately, acoustic guitars have a shelf life. They do.
1: They really do. They
0: cave in and around the sound hole and raise up behind the bridge, and that's just part of the process. It is. Uh, Acoustic instruments, uh, I use an example like when someone moves out of a house and no one moves back in, the house immediately starts falling it apart. Does. So yeah, do acoustic instruments. Yeah, that's yeah, true. They're meant to be played.
1: They are meant to be played, I agree.
0: Yeah, solid bodies hold up better, of solid course. Solid bodies, yeah, they do. But acoustic instruments, if you don't play them, they'll fall apart.
1: Particularly arch tops too. I yeah. mean, you see, you find arch tops, but then when you get to looking at them, they're really they're troublesome. Eight, yeah, they, they are.
0: are. Yep, they need neck resets. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, back to the manufacturers. Taylor, uh, they you know they started the whole CNC machining, thing, sure, and now they're all doing it. Yeah, they all and are. they should be. Yeah, it's consistent. It it's is accurate. It is. I agree. Oh, uh, and the,
1: and their guitars really require the least bit of adjustment, new than about anybody exactly, that you ever yeah, get. Yeah. I mean, they yeah. come pretty playable.
0: Yep. But all the new Martins, even the new Gibsons, I know Gibson was in trouble there for a while. I've got a good friend, Tim McGuire. He worked at Gibson when Henry was the boss. He told me what was going on there, and it's it's sad. Uh, And then since the new guy has came in, their their quality has gone through the roof. The new Gibsons are extremely nice.
1: Um, yeah, they are. They and I, are,
0: the new I, J-45. I I just music.
1: saw a guy playing one, and it was a really, really fine guitar. I played yes. it, and it was a really fine guitar. It 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 has the old Gibson tone, yep. and that's, you know, basically you either love that Gibson tone or you don't, and it depends on the music you it want has, to play.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a warm sound. It is. I it actually is. have a 73 J-50 that I'm going to send to John uh, to get a neck reset, and it had the old tortoise binding yeah. on it, but... Yeah. When it was together, that was a great song. Oh, yeah. It had that classic Gibson sound, hmm. yeah. So I'm uh, ready to get it fixed so I can start playing it.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I have a a, a 51. Oh yeah, yeah, and it's it just had its neck reset. Yeah, and um, it plays better than it was playing. Yeah, know? but something about it seems different. I don't know.
0: You know? Yeah, well, when you start changing stuff, the geometry yeah, and all that, yeah. it changes the It does,
1: it really does. Yeah. I love that I love that guitar. I played the immoral living crap out of that yeah. thing. And now that it's been well, technically fixed, it doesn't sound it's as not good. not quite the not, same. I mean it still sounds still has the Gibson sound. It's yeah. a great songwriter guitar, but it it's um it's not as good as it was. I hate to say that, you know. Yeah. I'm, I'm, well, you I know pro- a
0: shop. <laughs> <laughs> I can look at it. Well, I can do something. Well, yeah. well,
1: yeah, well. Here's the thing. I have it up for sale, and um, um, because of that. Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: I've done that before. You know,
1: it's like it's like. Well, it's time. I've had this thing. It was in the family. Yeah. Is the reason it was passed down, and and um, it's time for it to go. There's a there's a guy who works at WNCW. Mm-hmm. Who uh, really likes it and has really wanted it for a long time, and I think I'm going to let him have it.
0: Yeah, well, pass um, it on, let somebody else enjoy sure. it. And, know, I mean, and, again, and, they're meant to be played. And yeah.
1: theoretically, it's in it's in good shape. It just doesn't sound as good as it did to me. So,
0: yeah, that's unfortunate. So, um, and
1: and I know how good the new stuff's. Billy, you know, and I can buy.
0: Oh, knew yes. and
1: have money left over. Right. You
0: know? Well, the vintage guitar market went through the roof during COVID. It did. Yep, and I, I'm kind of glad it did. It needed to happen. It
1: did because it had been going the other way. Right. I mean, it had been dropping. Yeah. You'd hold stuff and be really proud of it, and you'd see the prices just
0: going down. And it's it's there's no limit to what people want. No. Uh, I mean, I sold an old Harmony Stratatone, to a lady out in California, it was it was in good shape. I had to restore it, but it's in really good shape cosmetically. Uh, I got good money for that little guitar. Those things were 150 bucks new for yeah. 59 miles. Oh yeah, and uh, I sold a Supro. Same story. Oh yeah, yeah. And those I, were kind of cheap guitars. Oh man, I used to
1: buy those day. things all the time.
0: Yeah, it was a really cool guitar. I, I would I would the buy tones tone. Yeah, yeah.
1: I, every time I would find one for a long time there, I'd buy them. Um, and uh, they make great slide guitars. That's
0: perfect. For you know, slide. those uh, pickups. Those
1: pickups were great. And yep. and uh, yeah, I, I had a bunch for a while. Yeah. But then they came. Then their prices went through the roof, and I thought, well, I'll just sell some of these. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they went from I picked them up for nothing. Right. And then I mean, back that was before pawn shops had the internet and usually didn't know what they had.
0: Yeah, and, you know. I'm a collector of fine junk and yeah. the internet and uh, pawn stars, American yeah. pickers. They they just, they they make it really hard these days because you go into these thrift stores and such. There's a Habitat for Humanity Restore close to my shop and. I go in there every day. Yeah, uh, just to see. And I found some really cool stuff in there, but it's getting harder to find. It is. People know what they have. They do. Which is good for them. Yeah, it is. not good for me, though.
1: No, no. (laughs) Not good for me either,
0: you know. Being a collector. Sure, yeah. uh, Uh, But the stuff's getting harder to come by. Yeah, Uh, it got a good friend, David Finch, Dave's Guitars, if you're ever looking for anything vintage, valuable, that's all he deals in. Oh, okay. He's young, and he's he's a go-getter himself, and uh, he's finding some really cool relics. and a There's lot of still stuff,
1: stuff out finding. there.
0: Well, he's got a knack for finding the ones that still belong to the original owner.
1: Oh, that's even cooler.
0: That's that's yeah. hard to do. It well, is. You've got to dig for that stuff. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, he's fine, but I, I can't afford them. I can't afford them either. It's too no. much, but I'm glad that the prices are up. Uh, it's Americana, you know. Yeah, it is. It's anything, anything vintage.
1: Sure, that's cool. You yep. know. Yep, yep. I agree. You know, it's funny too. I, 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 I know a guy that's a antiques dealer, and you know, he's saying no one anymore really wants antique, but they want vintage, which is a different thing,
0: really. He says, you know. Right. Well. So. It's a shame that vintage is, what, 80s now? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It makes me feel old. Yeah, it is, you know. So, I don't know. Yeah. But you're talking about guitar building, though. We're in the golden age of guitar building. I think building we are. Right now.
1: I think we are. I because think,
0: of technology.
1: Yeah, because of technology. Yeah. And you can be... And that's, see, okay, so you're an older guy that embraces technology. I'm sure that comes from a machinist background, yes. too. But... Uh, uh, if you don't, if if as you age, if you don't embrace technology, the world will leave you behind.
0: Exactly. Yeah. I mean, the I mean, internet. You know, we pay our all, all our bills on the internet sure. now. You know, with yeah. the click of a button. Yeah. And the whole like uh, EV electric vehicles. Sure. Which I love them because. Yeah. Most of them are wicked fast, and I'm a motorhead. So yeah, they are stuff. fast. They're
1: really fast. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, some of the exotic. EVs that they're building. I, I get on YouTube and look at the videos, but I tell people that are against EVs, well, you better get a bicycle or a horse.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: Because you're not going to be able to buy. It's a, going to come. A gas burner. It's no, coming. It's Whether coming. we like it or not. Yeah,
1: I agree. And I, what I don't understand is why cities, particularly um, cities that are trying to revitalize. They should be putting in charging stations. Late. Yeah.
0: Well, some of that infrastructure is coming. It's, it just, is. it's slow. Me being a, a machinist toolmaker, I've worked on projects that were twenty years true. out. True. Yeah. You sure know, is. I mean, the space shuttle. They started putting those. Yeah. That's in the true. Fifties. Yeah. In the fifties. Yeah. yeah. It takes a lot of time to build stuff, but yeah. uh, but infrastructure on that type of stuff, then you know, that's that's jobs. It
1: is jobs.
0: We're getting EV plants here in North Carolina and a chip factory. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Which is great. That's a lot of jobs. That's a
1: lot of jobs.
0: And I could go back to work as a toolmaker in one of these places. Sure. You know? Oh, yeah. Uh, So I'm not against technology. I love it. Uh, I mean, our whole world revolves around Mm -hmm. our cell phones. It certainly does. That's not a bad thing.
1: It's not a bad thing.
0: It can be if you treat it that way. But I I don't. I mean, think about it with kids, being able to keep up with your kids now. we were kids... I'm sure you did. I roamed 10 oh, miles away from My home. folks
1: had no idea where I was. No, no. You know?
0: I mean, <laughs> I, if I could get home,
1: if I was coming home and I could hear my mom's voice calling from wherever I'd been, yeah, I knew I was in trouble. Same you know? here, yeah. You know? But but they had no idea where I was. No, no.
0: We were we were out in the woods. Yeah, we were out in the woods, yeah. Yeah.
1: They had no idea. It's
0: like. Yeah. You know, Things are different now. Are. But as far as keeping up with each other, technology is a good thing
1: it is and i do think it allows people to yeah, i grew up in the party line i don't know if you even know what a party line is you know where you pick up a phone and there's other people on the line and you would actually has to have to tell them oh y'all have party line see it's like you know hey i need to really make a call you need to get off of
0: here yeah you know? or um, when we were kids we would prank some of the people oh
1: yeah call. yeah well I, um uh <laughs> I used to fart on it to get people to get yeah, off, yeah. you know.
0: Yeah, we did all kind of crazy stuff. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad those days are. Yeah, I'm
1: though. glad. That. Plus, you knew everybody's business. you just pick it up and listen. Right,
0: to Yeah.
1: So your mom is doing what? Right,
0: yeah. <laughs> I heard on the
1: phone your mom, you
0: know. Yeah, gossip. Yeah. I grew up in the community of gossip. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I grew up down in Lancaster, South Carolina, yeah. a community called Elgin. Oh, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, and it's uh, and it hasn't changed a bit. Yeah. They're Some all places, still gossiping about each other. It's South Carolina. It's, what do you expect? Right, yeah. It's everybody in, knows everybody. And, yeah. South
1: Carolina's still an immersion nation, you know. Yeah, I mean. Exactly,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, It's amazing how much different it is living in Charlotte than just where I grew up just an hour south of Charlotte. Charlotte's a great city. Charlotte's been good to me musically. That's good. Live performance in my shop, uh, Charlotte's been a blessing for me. There's a lot of really great musicians in Charlotte. There are a lot. Um, A
1: lot of them, though, you never hear about.
0: Oh, they're off um, doing their thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. Jim Brock's one of oh, my Well, Jim heroes. could be one, yeah. I mean, he's played with some big names. Sure he at has. time, and still is. Yeah. He's touring with Amy from the Indigo Girls yeah. now. He played on a record
1: of mine one time. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he's yeah. played
0: with Marty Stewart. Yeah. And the list just goes on It does. And on. Uh, is, does, is,
1: does he even live in Charlotte these days?
0: I think he's down towards Monroe, but he still plays in Charlotte yeah. a lot. And then his son, James, the same thing. Oh, yeah, thing. same thing. Right in his footsteps. Yeah. and. There's so many Jason Atkins. I mean, look what he's done with the keyboard yeah. thing. He's they uh, they brought back the old Hammond organ sure. at the hockey games. Now he's greasy keys, and yeah, he's become cool. famous for that. You know, there's a guy.
1: There's a guy from uh, Kings Mountain, Cleveland County guy, Scoot Pittman. Now you I might know, know Scoot. Scoot, Scoot sang um, uh, at the first time he sang the national anthem at one of the hockey games. The mm-hmm. he said. <laughs> he sang the wrong words and everybody <laughs> made fun of him and, and and all but they hired him back they hired him back and he did that for a, a while oh yeah you know?
0: yeah so when he had brothers from from mother yeah band yeah. in Charlotte yeah uh He's actually the first band I saw in Charlotte at Loafers. Really? On Independence Boulevard, yeah. Scoot's a fine musician. Oh, yeah, that was a great band, too. Scoot,
1: Scoot yeah. has the funkiest. Yep. Fun, he had the funkiest record ever to come out of Cleveland County, for sure. Yep. With fat back, you know.
0: Yeah, uh, I remember all that stuff. Oh, man. Yeah, he's a great guitar player, he vocalist, is. and drum. And drummer,
1: and drummer. People forget sometimes that he he's a drummer because he does
0: sing and play drums. he can rare thing he can yeah
1: he's a fine musician yeah
0: yeah Yeah, good guy yeah Yeah, he's a good guy i haven't seen him in a long time but yep uh i mean the list goes on of charlotte musicians sure uh you know i wanted to move to nashville back in the 80s and i couldn't get my first wife to budge and uh by the time i was able to go to Nashville. Things had changed sure. so much in the songwriting industry. Oh, yeah. But my goal, I mean, I was going to go there and get a job as a toolmaker, you know, a day sure. job, and start working my way yeah. into the publishing yeah. houses. Yeah. Uh, I mean, everybody there
1: has a day job anyway. It's just yeah, how good a one can you have? I mean.
0: Right. Yeah. You know,
1: and particularly with the songwriting, if you're not, if you're not playing as a road person, then basically you got a job of some yeah. type, uh, you know, because this um, uh, and it's definitely changed now. Royalties aren't like what they were. Then.
0: Oh no, there's no money in uh, it anymore. No, Songwriters don't get paid like they used to. No, there's a lot of people. I mean, look at Daryl Scott. Oh yeah. I mean he he became pretty wealthy off of what is it, sure. uh, Never Leave Harlan yeah. alive, right. is that Correct. Yeah. Yep. And yeah.
1: that's back in the day when you could still get royalty checks.
0: You're yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, he lives across from Hippie Jacks. Yeah. Yeah. We played at Hippie Jacks. Yeah, I played Hippie Jacks. That's We pretty played cool. in Sanctuary.
1: Yeah, that's cool.
0: Yep. Uh, yeah, he's quite a character. He's a character. He's, uh, yeah, he's you know, a character. That was a good gig that, that night.
1: That would be, Um, I need what? to get Hippie Jack on the podcast. That'd you should. Yeah, that'd Jack's be good. Jack
0: Stoddard. Yeah. Was, uh, yeah, we drove seven hours to play for 45 minutes and yeah. spent the night and drove back. That's all we did. We drove that's, all the way to his place. Yeah, that's to do about right. Set. Yeah. But okay. it was awesome. Oh, yeah. I'd yeah. Do it it's awesome. yeah, I agree.
1: Yeah. 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 Well, there's certain places like that you go anytime anybody lets you. Right. You know, that's yeah. one of
0: them. Iconic venues, sure. so to speak. Yeah, Yeah. yeah right. Double Door Inn was one of those yeah, places. Yeah, it was.
1: It was. Yeah. Uh, another place like that have you ever done the Blue Plate special there in Knoxville With I haven't
0: yet I was when we did the Jaywalkers record I was supposed to do it uh, and I don't know what happened with scheduling and then we you know we stopped playing and uh, but I'd like to go back if you get a chance
1: you need to do that that's a fun one
0: we have a new act Uh, Joe Middleton is the first songwriter I met back in the early 80s we were both in NSAI the local Kings Mountain chapter actually And uh, he and I have been good, really good friends since then. And all these years, we never played together. And now we've got a new act called the Southern Gothic Music Club. Oh, that's cool. And it's uh, me and Joe Middleton and guitar player that played with me in the Jaywalkers, Mike Bader, the three of us. But it's not really a band. People say, is it a band? I'm like, no, it's a club.
1: Oh, that's kind of like a... Uh...
0: So we'll bring you in for a show. You sure, know what I mean? Yeah, that's what yeah. we're doing
1: yeah, that's what you're going to kind of do with us
0: up here, at too. Dragonfly yeah, Water yeah. Market. Yeah, yeah, that's in August.
1: Yeah, it is.
0: Yeah, uh, on the 10th, actually. Yeah, with Kevin Bridges. Yep. 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 Yeah, um,
1: we just had one this past Thursday, last last Thursday.
0: Who played on that one?
1: Uh, Val Mirza. Yeah.
0: She's a customer. And uh, of Doug Thompson. Doug Thompson, who yeah, they customer played with and us. a friend of mine. So, Doug, we did a show at the Evening Muse. That was our first big show out, and he sat in with us. Yeah so we have mike bader he's backing us up on guitar and tom Ewer yeah. played with us on that show
1: yeah
0: i was very pleasantly surprised it was a week night which is hard in charlotte charlotte's a weekend town still unfortunately we had a really good crowd there. Well, the good thing and support
1: you know i what i do is i put people on the songwriter night that um uh has done the podcast and Kevin and I played in a band together, and you know we're we're friends, and he's done the podcast, and uh, we host that, and we we've, we've been doing that, but uh, which has been really really good because a Thursday night where we do it, Dragonfly, mm-hmm. it's a good night, and it's a listening room. People actually listen. That's the so only how so
0: interested in playing so, here, more to be honest. Yeah.
1: Why why would people not want to? Play for a listening room. I mean, you know, and they have they have a nice, good crowd of people, and they actually listen.
0: I've always said I'd rather play for five people that are listening than five thousand that aren't.
1: Yeah, then you don't have to change those words around, you know, just because you're bored, you know. Yeah, so it's um, and and we kind of have a club too. So uh, Kevin, uh, myself, and a guy named Dale Britton uh fabulous singer songwriter uh we have a it's probably more like a club than a band but we do the handsome johnny's act where we cover john prine oh that's uh, cool stuff so that's that's pretty cool and you know that's just a side project type thing that's fun
0: um i met john prine at the basement in nashville uh you remember dwayne jarvis i do uh when he passed away rosie flores did a memorial for him at the basement so the wife and i were on vacation in nashville and i'm looking through one of the local entertainment papers and i see this memorial for Dwayne at the basement i'm like we're going to this
1: oh yeah and it was the
0: who's who of songwriters and musicians in nashville that were available and had all of Dwayne's guitars on stage and they were taking turns playing his songs and doing their own thing and we were getting ready to leave, actually, and we walked out on the porch at the basement, and John Prine's walking across the parking lot. That's too cool. We're not leaving. Yeah, we're not leaving. So he did a set, and then yeah. when he got done, he just hung out, and I got to talk to him. Sure. Nice guy. Very nice yeah, guy. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so we used to get drunk and play your songs all the time. <laughs> so that can't be too hard. There are only three chords. I'm like, <laughs> that's, that's the beauty of it. It It is. Yeah.
1: It, it really is. There are three chords, and, and they are really fine songs.
0: Oh, he was such a I hate we lost him. Yeah,
1: that's, ter- that's, you know, that's a hard
0: loss. Um, yeah, we lost a lot of great musicians. In this past couple of years, we really have. But I mean, It's got a lot to do with we're aging out. <laughs>
1: yeah, well, you know, yeah. yeah, we are.
0: Yeah, but I'm glad I grew up when I did, 60s and 70s. Yeah. All my cousins were a little bit older than me, so they were listening to the late 60s rock and roll when I was just a kid. Yeah, that helps. And that was a big inspiration.
1: So I'd been listening to f- – Folk music a bit. Well, i I grew up, I grew up where the only radio station that I could get was out of Memphis. So I grew up wanting to be a blues player because I did not know there was anything else. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I learned to be a blues harmonica player really, really young in my life, and and so I was kind of doing that as a as a kid. And I had a cousin who was older than me, and he lived in New York City. One Thanksgiving he came back with a free willing Bob Dylan totally changed my life.
0: Oh yeah. You know. Yeah.
1: I mean I went from I went from being a blues player to to maybe playing a little bit of uh, Pete Seeger to all of a sudden, hey, I can be Bob Dylan. Yeah. And the highest compliment I ever got paid on anything, I had a record out and someone called me the new South version of the next Bob Dylan. That's cool. It was cool, but you know what that that pans out to be nothing.
0: <laughs> and a stereotype. Yeah. I never played Southern Rock. I love Southern Rock. Uh-huh. I've never ever played Southern Rock out because the first time you do, you're stuck with it the rest well, of the Well,
1: and and the bad thing is, truthfully, if you play the real good Southern Rock, you ain't that good. I mean I mean the Allman brothers. You can't be much better. than... Yeah, you I you mean, can't duplicate. You can't, Skinner. you can't do that stuff. I mean,
0: uh, I call Atlanta Rhythm Section the Steely Dan of sure. Southern Rock. Yeah. They weren't really Southern Rock, but they got they kind of got pigeonholed pitched, in that yeah. genre. Yeah, they did. But uh, but that's one of those one things. Of the, I'll put them at the top of the list as far as those bands.
1: They're also good though. I mean, they were all they were all well. You just go to Spartanburg. I mean, oh, I mean yeah. Marshall Tucker. Marshall Tucker,
0: yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. So.
0: I was fortunate to get to see Atlanta Rhythm Section in Savannah, Georgia. They did a reunion tour while the lead singer was, still, yeah, I, yeah, uh, was great yeah. Show. yeah, yeah, I saw it. Yeah, yeah, that's some
1: uh, great bands out of out of the South during that time. Oh, though. that
0: whole era of music. I mean, it looked disco. When I was a kid, I hated it, and I love it now. Well, you know, yeah. you know, the Queen of Disco
1: is from Shelby, right? Alicia really? Bridges. I love oh, really. Them. Yeah, she's from Shelby. In fact, I <laughs> think they're gonna. Uh, induct her into it. We now have a Cleveland County Music Hall of Fame, and I think they're yeah. going to induct her to come. They year.
0: should, yeah.
1: know, uh, I don't, you know, uh, she lives in Atlanta now. Uh, yeah. And I think she's glad her disco days are past, but I think she's proud. Well, it was of the, the 70s. Uh, yeah, the 70s, exactly. <laughs>
0: that was a wild time. <laughs> it
1: was. It was. You know, it was, during those times, too, yeah. At the time I didn't really appreciate the BGs to be as good as no, what they turned yeah. out to be. You know, I mean
0: And now I can listen to that stuff anytime. But I
1: could not at that time, you know.
0: The thing in the seventies during the disco era was the bands that adapted. The Rolling Stones had some good songs. They did right during there.
1: that time. And and kinda had more of a feel on, on those, you know. Right. And missing that, you that that, yeah, that exactly. you, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. I, they turned out to be pretty good at that.
0: It fit right in with that genre. That uh, was either that or lose their record deal. Sure. A lot of those bands, yeah. Rod Stewart's another. Yeah. Well, yeah. He did the exact same thing. Exactly. And and, and that stuff worked.
1: that he did, was totally different from the Faces, you know? Totally
0: different, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, his early stuff. I oh,
1: like God, loads. man, I love yeah. that early Faces stuff. stuff. Oh, that's good yeah. stuff,
0: yeah. Ron Wood. Yeah, Ron that's good. Wood. That's good stuff. Ronnie Lane, that's good stuff. Yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then just growing up in that era, late '60s rock was the best rock and roll ever. And in my, this is just my opinion. It didn't repeat until '90s alternative rock came out. '90s alt rock was solid. It was. It was. Well, it wasn't like '60s. rock No, but it was solid rock and roll. Because, sure, it was. Because uh, the '80s hair band stuff, I kind of skipped that. I era. skipped I was that too. To country music. I, there was the '80s stuff that I liked the most was the pop music. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I skipped pretty much the hairband era. I mean, yeah. Devo
0: and I like those Devo. types yeah, of bands yeah, in the did, 80s. Yeah. That stuff was great.
1: Oh uh talking Heads, one of my oh, favorites, 80s, man that's, yeah
0: yeah, 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 and the one hit wonders too, like Mexican radio, <laughs> I think I'm turning japan All this yeah, yeah. Fun, it's fun fun music it's,
1: it's fun, and it's fun more it's more fun now, I think than it was really at the time,
0: yeah, but a lot of the shredder guys in the eighties hairbands and all I'm like you know I, I listen to it and I'm like, Eddie van Halen's already done that, yeah exactly, yeah, that, he invented that in he did opinion. and did it better than anybody and did else. it better than anybody, yeah, I agree, yep. Uh, but like the late 70s early 80s i mean uh acdc came back oh, yeah. with a new singer and van halen's first big record and uh yeah and acdc
1: didn't lose anything with a new singer i mean they were still
0: oh no, no banging you know nice. yeah Brian's an excellent excellent yeah, yeah uh and then uh, during the 80s and 90s i listened to country music cuz it was so good it was, it was good 90s.
1: during the time
0: yeah, a lot yeah. of great artists. Marty Stewart's one of my heroes. Yeah,
1: Marty's a nice guy. Plus, you talk about memorabilia
0: collector. He owns uh, the biggest collection in the world, sure.
1: right? Now. He's got everybody's he's got everything yeah. that you would like to have.
0: He's got a museum in his hometown, yeah. I think. Yeah, I think yeah. he does. Yeah.
1: Plus he has there's one th- there's one thing in my musical career that is drawing to an end that I have never had that I've always wanted is a nudie suit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to comb Nashville looking for them all the time. Yeah, you know, thinking, well, David Allen Co is going. Yeah, his to get band rid members them. wear
0: them. Yeah, yeah. He's somebody,
1: he's going to he's going fire one of them. I'm going to find me one. And you know,
0: you well, know. I never knew that that was actually the guy's name. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah a lot of people you know, didn't. The designer, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's um.
0: Oh yeah, all the 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 outfits they wore back I, then were awesome. I, it was awesome.
1: This guy. Came to do the podcast, Mickey Hayes. He was David Allen Coe's bass player, and oh, yeah. uh, for a number number of years, and uh, he did it. And I said, "Hey, you wouldn't happen to have one of the from from those days? You wouldn't happen to have a one of those nudie suits y'all used to wear?" And he said, "No, Lord, I wish I still had one of them. They're you know, valuable. They're valuable. It's yeah. museum piece." He said yeah. that uh, David had bought all the all the band members nudie suits. You know, had them tailored for him. Oh yeah. Uh, and but yeah. this is a funny I don't, well yeah he said it on the podcast uh so during his prime david played every song in the key of f really and that and that uh so uh mickey was his bass player and mickey would tune his bass to open f mm. just so that he they had consumed large quantities of recreational drugs so yeah he would be able to play the songs, Keep up with and, the yeah, notes. And, yeah, and, and so not he, have to,
0: yeah, because it was a, one key and, and a capo on a bass, exactly. That's not a good idea. No,
1: so he said, you know, if I just tuned it to F, it made it right it made everything yeah. easy, easy peasy.
0: A little bit more tension on the neck. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I, I
1: don't think he cared at that
0: point. Cause, yeah, I heard an interesting thing about David Allen Coe that he hated air conditioning, and every venue he played in, he demanded that they switch the air conditioning.
1: I think on. I think um, that's the truth. Because Mickey addressed that, yeah.
0: Yeah. That's a, true, that's a true story. Yeah. That's not good in the summertime.
1: No. No.
0: Especially with a bunch of honky-tonk drunks. and <laughs> Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think he had a, I think uh, uh, Mickey told me that they had a big controversy because he wanted uh, Billy Bob's to turn the air off.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. And he
1: said, well, I'm not going to play if you don't turn the air off. And he said, son, this is Texas. We ain't turn the air yeah. off of <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. So – yeah, well, that whole Texas thing too, and all those guys went to Luke and, Bach and Yeah, and I, you know, I, I researched that a little bit. There's not much of a town there. There's not. I've been there.
1: There's it's nothing there
0: on scene. And yeah, kind of gave Nashville the middle finger. Yeah, and they they honed their skills big time. Sure, and then all of a sudden, Nashville's calling them back. Yeah, yeah. we we need you yeah. guys back here because they were killing it in Texas.
1: Well, you know, you take you take. And this is something that's kind of missed on old Willie. You know, Willie wrote, before he went to back to Texas, man, he had some of the finest songs you could ever write, yep. some of the biggest hits you could have recording. People never really realized Crazy. That. Crazy. You cannot Practical. write a, a bigger hit a
0: better song than crazy. Yeah, I mean, better, and you couldn't find a better singer. You couldn't right. to do it. Yeah, yeah,
1: I agree. I mean, you know... Um, Hello, Walt. I mean, oh, yeah. you can't come up with that concept,
0: you know. Oh, no, he's, he's very – of course, some of that weed might have helped That It might have helped, you know. It helps me. It helps everybody, <laughs>
1: you know. So, you know, he um, – uh, you know, so he already had huge hits. I mean, yes. if you think about it, guys today would be lucky to have in their career – Royalty money that Crazy brought him. Of course. I mean, you could be living in Nashville now and have yeah. big hits and your royalty is not what Crazy
0: was. Oh, no. He is probably No, still. yeah. And still is, yeah, because it's still licensed. You know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a shame that the music industry has changed. But you know what happened to the music industry? Same thing that happened to the newspaper industry, the internet. Yeah. it did. Up.
1: Yeah. I agree. Well, you know, so you get your royalty checks these days. You know, I get them seventeen twenty three cent. Yeah. You know, from from same here from the play from streaming play. Yeah. You know, you yeah, I don't know. I'm still a member of BMI, but let's bet how too, much but... they collect these days. Well, not not, not
0: enough me. to pay me. No. Well, <laughs> I, it, goes like the, it goes to like it
1: goes to like the top hundred artists. Yeah. yeah. That's not really fair to anybody. You know, so.
0: The last royalty check I got was eight dollars, and I took my wife out to eat that night. Yeah, I sat there and watched her eat.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I
0: mean, fast that's food. The,
1: that's the that's you know, I, I haven't had an eight dollar one in a long yeah, time. That yeah, you know?
0: that's been a while. I was off the Jaywalker. Yeah, record. I mean, yeah, it's know. a shame. But you know that that also created another the internet killed record labels.
1: It did, it did.
0: Record labels, what a lot of people don't realize about record labels, all they are is a bank with music connections. True. They don't loan money anymore. No. Uh, you, you want in the, in the industry, you write the checks.
1: Yeah, oh well, and you know, and I, I'll tell you something too, that because I was part of one of these early on in my life, you can get a record, but everybody wanted a record deal, and then you know, when everything's said and done, it's like, you owe us money,
0: right. <laughs> you know. A bank with music. Yeah, that's what it yeah. is, you know. Yeah. More is. like a pawn shop. A
1: pawn shop would be close. A better analogy, yeah. really, because. Uh,
0: so now, I mean, NASCAR is the same way. If you want to ride, you got to pay for. Sure. It. Uh, and if you want a record deal, you got to buy your way in. You it. do. They don't write checks. They
1: don't. No. They advances. You know, That's a
0: thing in the past. You know, but don't, they don't have the money either they because, don't the again, money. the Internet killed sure, it. 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 But did. what it did do is open up avenues uh, for small business musicians, which I've always been. Yep. Oh, it, you can take it as far as you want to take you it, can. you need to do it yourself. You, yeah, you yeah. can. You yeah. don't involve a whole bunch of well, there's Well,
1: there's a, there's a local band here doing that these days. And, sure, they're not nationwide, but they're originally big – yeah, Dirty Grass. Soil. I know all those guys. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. they're doing it.
0: They, they're good.
1: They're good. They decided not to go to Nashville. You know, they don't need to. And there's 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 a ton doing. people. Well, and I don't know. Bottom line, had they done it, that they would clear much more money than what they're clearing anyway. You know, Rise. that's the bad thing. Yeah. Is they have less capital involved you know and exactly. they make the records and they you know they sell them at the shows well, and they, they can
0: work at their own pace. they can book their own shows sure. do the whole yeah, yeah i mean that's that's kind of the world i mean look at jason isbel
1: yeah jason's a prime example He's
0: a prime example sturgill Simpson's yeah. a prime example. yeah
1: and and they're they're at what they do as successful as anyone
0: exactly you know they yeah. saw uh, and then making more Tedesky trucks <laughs> same thing. well you know
1: so i uh, uh, Derek says that he'd like to be home more but he has like you know 15 people in his employment yeah, they that, run that, a lot of people
0: up and down the highway they do
1: and that's yeah. what he was saying I'd like to be home more but I like having this big band and we're willing to sacrifice
0: to go up and down the road yeah, I don't see how they do it because do I don't either the they fair
1: got fair a huge and a fantastic huge band
0: oh uh, the NPR Tiny Desk concerts uh, that's a good study I watch it those is. a lot and I you watch too. them too and Tedeschi Trucks performance on there. The thing oh, I like pretty. about it is you can see what Derek's doing and you can hear what he's doing. Yeah, you can. Yeah.
1: Derek's Derek's pretty amazing. I mean, Derek, you know, we, I, slides one of my big things in this line. Yeah, you know, he,
0: he He's one of the best in the world. He is hands down. And there's he's no so effects.
1: Fluid. He knows he uses no effects. Yeah, you know, doesn't need. He him. don't need them. He doesn't yeah. do anything but play that SG.
0: Yep, you but his—he uh, reminds me of uh, more of a a lap steel. He is got he than a, sure. a bottle. I call it bottleneck yeah, slide yeah. on electric. Well, there's guitar. a difference between him he and so Warren. Fluid,
1: you know. It's, it's they Warren's fabulous too, yeah. but there's a difference in their in their slide playing. Oh, his it, his
0: know? style is amazing. All those cats. Yeah. Are, uh, uh you know i play lap still uh i'm gonna play a song on my lap still here soon uh i'm not that good i'm winging it uh i don't mind admitting that and that's one reason i play and sing my own songs sure. you know but yeah. i do sing and play lap still which that's that
1: is pretty that is pretty rare yeah that's a ben harper thing
0: yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. so you know you keep it simple so sure. you can keep up with the yeah. vocals. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, there's. So, I mean, uh, you ever watched any of the sacred steel oh, yeah. videos? Oh yeah, the gospel churches. Yeah, I have. Oh uh, yeah, and that's like a society. It's kind of like our Southern Gothic music club. It's like a nationwide sure. thing. With well, them. you know,
1: there's a kid that I found here in town. He was 16. He's 18 now, and he's out playing some. But uh, so he did a podcast, and he told me he could play any style, any style. Well. So he was 16. So I called his bluff and got got him some real musicians to play. He, he could do it. He can play the sacred steel. He can play the the old Buddy Edmund style. Oh, yeah. yeah. He can play rock and roll. He can play anything.
0: Who are you talking about?
1: Silas. Silas. Halas.
0: Yeah. Yeah. My yeah. Friends with Silas. Oh, on you know Facebook. Silas. I don't know him personally. Silas I wanna meet him. is amazing. I've watched the videos. It,
1: yeah, I played. He's played with us. He's played with Kevin and us, and uh, he can go from from playing rock and roll to gospel. He you know he even played dobro and played blue, uh, bluegrass with us one time.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, he's he's an amazing kid. He's getting some work now, uh, and that's yeah, good. I
0: see that. I'm glad he's getting. But he should. Well, now he's one that could move to Nashville. He to be a touring musician. And he, and he oh, should.
1: He has. He actually has a fairly famous pedal steel that Emmons gave him. Really? Um, He's an endorser at
0: 18 for him. you know. That's great. Good for him. They send
1: him pedal steels.
0: yeah, so that's pretty cool. So pedal steel, you know, lap steel, pedal steel. A lot of people don't know the difference. There's uh, a big difference. Well, lap steel's you know it's a pretty simple instrument. It is uh, playing it's different.
1: Yeah, it is. It's,
0: it's more difficult to play it than it is to. Be, you can build a lap steel out of a tube before. True, you can. And make it sound great. Sure. But playing it's another yeah. thing. Oh yeah. I mean. But uh, pedal steel. Me being a machinist, I work on pedal steels because I can deal with the parts that are underneath because right, yeah. it's all machine shop. Yeah, it it's is a machine shop project yeah, it is. the whole thing yeah it is I mean yeah.
1: I I can play one but
0: not, yeah I'm not, 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 not I haven't gone there yet
1: I, it's too many strings to tune if you got Silas came here did the did the podcast he came in brought in a double neck he tuned both of them without a tuner I said how close is that to standard he said well I don't know but I'm willing to bet you it's on so i took my tuner and it was then he told me uh the key that the lawnmower that was cutting the grass out (laughs) there was in you know refrigerators running so it's like okay yeah i'm not that that? good
0: yeah i use tuners yeah Uh, yeah even in my shop i'm not that good i've met a lot of cats i had a customer that tunes uh pianos he does a lot of grand piano stuff on stage for big shows right the real big shows. got perfect pitch don't he Right, and he looked. He said, "What do you need those for?" I got my tuners that I use in my shop sure. working. what do you need those for? I'm like to work on these guitars, and he laughed at. Me. Oh, yeah, those guys are and I'm ridiculous. Like, you don't use tuners, yeah, nah. <laughs> all yeah. by ear.
1: Yeah. yeah, it's uh, yeah, those people don't count.
0: No, uh, yeah, that's a whole nother world. That yeah. is,
1: it's uh, the people that see. Um, I did a survey of the people that been on the show. How many people see music notes in color? Yeah, um, And I, uh, out of uh, – I, I polled 300 people, and I found one that really did.
0: It's funny you say that. I see when I'm recording, I see shapes.
1: Shapes is cool.
0: Yeah, I see circles, squares, triangles. Really? It's weird, you know, because on the modern recording, you put things in a place, yeah. you know, yeah. and each thing has its right. own personality shape-wise. Right. Yeah. And if I hear a straight line, back in the booth. Really? Straight that, lines that, that back. Is, uh, Yeah, especially in vocals. If I'm hearing a straight line vocal, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I do, but. It's like, nah, we got to go put some circles and shapes in that. That's a first
1: for me. That's one of the things I kind of halfway study is how people interpret music um, mentally, you know, where it goes with it. You're the first person that I know that's done that.
0: Yeah, uh, the straight line thing drives me nuts, even on instrumental stuff. If I hear straight lines, like, nope, it's not working. That's wow. We got to do this and get that, put some shape in it. You know,
1: and so you have different shapes for different sounds.
0: Yeah, just uh, I, I don't I don't even know how to describe it. I just when I'm looking at the screen, I can see it and hear it. Yes, it's weird. Yeah, I love uh, that stuff. Uh, just yeah. a visual thing. Yeah, you know.
1: Well, I know that I uh, I know one person that actually sees the music in colors. Um, I've had people that tell me they kind of did, but then once we got to really talking about it, they didn't. But yeah. You know, it's a it's one in I don't know a blue million that do that, but he's yeah. one. But you're the first shaper. I've had him I've had people see it in different ways, but uh, that's the first.
0: Yeah, vocal. Vo- I'm really picky about vocals and on recording. And, uh, I'll uh, we'll do like a half a dozen takes of just singing it straight through like you would on stage. Right. And then we'll pick out. Certain lines or whatever that sound good, yeah, like that's a keeper.
1: Piece them together, yeah.
0: And then I'll go back in the booth and do the whole song one line at a time if I need to, so I can catch my breath. Wow! And that's the great thing about modern recording. True, you can can do that. that. Yeah, you can. You pick out the best parts and put it together. Yeah, you can
1: do that these days. I mean, that's really that's really cool. I saw uh, where George Jones did forty five takes on White Lightning.
0: Yep, you know, what a great song.
1: Yeah, what a great song. From a great singer, too. I mean, we're talking, you take me in there as a singer, it'd be 45 takes because I messed them up. But, yeah. it, you know, I'm, I'm sure he gave him 45 choices.
0: Yeah, Yeah. You know? yep. yep. They say James Taylor's that way, too. Uh, I could see so that. Ricky Skaggs, when he did that Christmas song with James Taylor, yeah. he said he finally told James, dude, I'm tired. <laughs> oh, yeah. Pick one of these and let's <laughs> yeah, do it. Yeah, yeah let's get yeah, this yeah, over yeah. with. Yeah. He's like, nope, it's yeah. not good enough. we got to yeah. do it again. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Ricky Skaggs is one of my heroes, too. Ricky, there's a... That whole crowd from that era. Yeah,
1: Ricky and Tony uh, has, have the best two-man record I've ever heard in my life. Tony tony rice tony
0: rice yeah
1: the skags and rice oh yeah oh man i tell you what two people can't do better with a guitar two vocals and a mandolin
0: yeah that's as good as it gets i think i've heard some of that so frank poindexter is a good friend of mine that's tony's uncle uncle yeah yeah
1: that's pretty
0: cool yeah frank's a really good friend of mine and frank still helps me out he sends me customers all the time yeah frank's an incredible uh resonator player what yeah. probably one of the best yeah, in is. this region, hands yeah. down. Yeah. And he's still at it. Yeah, deeper shades of blue. Yeah, uh, I think he and uh, Troy are the only two original members. Probably are of them, the only. Ones. They're still doing it. Yep, and he's getting some age on yeah. him, but he's still out there killing it.
1: Now well, you know.
0: Yep.
1: You got it's. You reach a point where sometimes you just have to keep on going.
0: Well, it's, you know, we're musicians. That's the thing that keeps us going.
1: Yeah. you know, I've quit a ton of times and it never took.
0: Well, I actually, during COVID, I took a break because there weren't, you know, there were no gigs and the few gigs that were available, there's people that need them more than me. You know, so I took a break and it's taken me a little while to get back into it, but now, uh, it's like I I got an idea for a new song. The music's calling me back or calling me home, you yeah. know, because yeah. it is. Because right. now I've got people asking me to come do come. shows. Yeah, that's good. And when somebody asks you to do a show, you don't say no. no I agree. Yeah. You don't. Yeah. Uh, so. And I'm not one of these. I got a bigger name on the other line either. If somebody books me for a show, I'm going to play it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This,
1: um yeah
0: so i'm getting back into it i'm about to start a new website and everything and uh i'm glad i'm doing this with you today because it's just inspiring uh to get me back rolling you know what i mean why don't we
1: plug some of the stuff you got coming up
0: so this sunday uh 5 uh 21 from two to four at madison perk coffee in charlotte which is a really cool venue for original artists and this might be aired after that show. Probably will be, yeah. Yeah. Uh good songwriter Jeff Motor and another good songwriter, Lou Bro. We're doing that together. And then Tuesday, uh May the thirtieth, from seven thirty to nine thirty, we're at VizArt Video with the Southern Gothic Music Club. Oh, that's cool. And our guest is Steve Simpson. Yeah. Yep. Great I'm songwriter. Nice yeah. Yep. And that's a really cool venue. VizArt Video is like a vintage video store and behind it they have a restaurant uh and there's like two doors to the left it's like a little breezeway and they have a mini theater behind oh, it. So that's cool it's yeah, really cool. cool yeah uh and then june the 9th from seven to nine we're doing catawba coffee in mount holly the southern gothic music club with jamie k yeah uh another incredible singer songwriter here in charlotte uh and then Seafield Social in Chesterfield, South Carolina, August the 4th with the Southern Gothic Music Club. And then what we were talking about earlier, the Dragonfly Wine sure. Market uh, here in Shelby yeah, uh, on the 10th of August uh, playing Southern Gothic Music Club with Kevin Bridges. And you said you're going to be there for that. Yeah. Yeah, good. Yeah. Good. That'll be fun. Looking forward to that. Yeah,
1: that should be fun.
0: Uh that's all we have now. We're trying to get busy. This is a new act with the Southern sure. Gospel thing. Well yeah.
1: How about let's let's um, link you up with your with your business here too.
0: So smilingmoonguitars.com dot uh, com website, and then I'm on Facebook, Smiling right. Moon Guitars, and I post a lot of stuff on my personal page. Okay. Uh, so. Just Kevin Marshall. Right. Oh. Uh, Facebook's been good to me as far as Facebook's my Facebook's good to people, you know. Yeah, I mean, it really good. is. It has brought me a lot of business, uh, live gigs and my shop. Well, you know,
1: one of the cool things is I'm learning these days. People are looking more, finding more stuff from, like, Facebook than they are from, uh, in fact, I'm, I'm thinking about letting my big sound small town uh, uh website go because everything else seems to bring me in more than social my, media yeah it seems to bring yeah. me more more yeah listeners than uh
0: exactly than my website yeah the reason i'm going to create a new website i'm going to use bandzoogle again i've used them before and they're really user friendly right you know, so people can download my sure. music i yeah. had it with the jaywalkers and when we stopped playing i let it go sure so it's time to fire i mean i'm on you know spotify and all right. the streaming yeah. but uh the thing is, is if if you buy it off my website, I get paid. True. Yeah. I made more money off my website. Sure. Than I Had the Jaywalkers website yeah. than I did off streaming. Oh yeah, you know. Oh yeah, that's yeah. the. I mean,
1: plus, uh, you know, if you're gonna play much out and you want to make some money, merchandise is great.
0: Yeah, that's um, a good and bad. Yeah, I mean, it's not cheap to have that. Stuff no, paid. not anymore. So you got to get your money. Yeah. But you have to toss some out in the crowd sometimes. You too.
1: do have yeah. to do that.
0: You yeah. do. Uh, and I, CDS, I know, are becoming a, or are a thing in the past. Yeah, when CDS were popular. I called them a really expensive business card. Yeah, they kind of were.
1: You know, I, yeah. it's funny these days. You, you, you talk to people, you know, and you, know, you ask them, uh, particularly young people, you know, or well, you putting a CD out with this, and you know, no, man, I don't. You know, they grew up in an era of no CDs. Car, cars, cars do not have CD players. No, they anymore. don't even
0: put them in cars right. anymore. Yeah, it's uh, they're becoming dinosaurs. So when you
1: kind of press them off, you're probably when you press your CDs off, they're pretty much like you said, a business card because can nobody play them? Right, old people.
0: Yep, I still have a CD player. I like CDs.
1: I still have a CD Good player quality. too, but but
0: but. Oh. D-
1: d- Young generation. No, chance. it's
0: changed. The Internet changed all that also. Uh, and it's funny, people are going back to vinyl.
1: Yeah, yeah, they are.
0: But when vinyl went out, uh, a lot of the pressing plants, they destroyed all their equipment. I'm sure, they so did. There's not a lot of that stuff around. I know mean, Jack White has one up in Detroit that he reopened and Get retold.
1: David and, and Gillian Welch in Nashville yeah. have one, and yeah. the reason I know this is because there's a guy from Shelby who is there record pressure you know he runs that operation and they went to california and bought a studio and re, you know moved it to nashville
0: really they, the, all and, the equipment Yep. it's it's uh it's a manufacturing facility and
1: then they went and, and bought the same stuff out of uh, actually the house of blues in uh new orleans had a uh Pressing a record piece. pressing yeah, and so they they bought that too. So they, <laughs> oh, have that's it cool. all. They brought it all to um, cool. Nashville now.
0: Yeah, because I saw an interview with Jack White, and he was that's what he was saying. A lot of his equipment just doesn't exist. Yeah, exactly,
1: anymore. and that's what they were saying. And he, yeah. this kid, he, he's from Shelby, and he he went to Nashville, of course, to be a um, performer, but then he also had techn- he he got in with a pedal builder out there, and yeah. you know, and then he um, also realized that – then he went to work for David and Gillian uh, as a uh, – they bought one of his pedals, and then they hired him as a sound
0: oh, technician in yeah. their studio. Yeah, then good they for him. That Was and they're incredible. They are, they are. And that piece of junk arch type he plays, the way he makes that thing, he'll even tell you it's a piece of junk. <laughs> I've seen interviews. Some people with him, have
1: right? that touch and That
0: thing was hanging on a wall at the Luthier that he was using at the time. It was hanging on the wall in his basement, I think, where his shop was, and he kept asking about it. The guy's like, You don't want that guitar. And, he, and that's he, the rest he, is history. Yeah. And
1: he's got his own unique sound.
0: Very much. And so. and
1: uh, uh Yeah, I mean that's that's you talk about creativity
0: right there. Right. You know, but, He's like like Trigger with Willie Nelson. He wouldn't be the same artist without True. that guitar I agree. now. I it's, agree. It's signature.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm sure I'm sure somebody, some luthier somewhere, will build him that now for him.
0: You but know? can you duplicate? I doubt you can. You know? Yeah.
1: I mean, unless he, unless it's getting to the point where he can't take it out anymore. Right.
0: You know? I know Cheryl Crow with her. Uh, what is it? Uh, yeah, that. Uh, is it a Southern? Jumbo or... Yeah, I think it's a Southern it's a Jumbo. Gibson. Yeah. Uh, she's got like a 50s something and she's scared to tour sure. with it. And so Gibson built, yeah, reissued the sure. guitar. Yeah. yeah, which is cool. It is cool. But they're not the same. It's
1: not. It's not. Yeah. But 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 there again, sometimes if you got to put something on an airplane,
0: yeah. you wonder, you, you know, it's
1: like, oh, this is probably it each time with something like that that's... Your signature yeah. thing, you think, oh, is this it right here?
0: Right. Well, you see a lot of modern or artists these days, uh, old older rockers and well, any professional musicians playing Epiphones, and sure. Fender Squires, and, well, and there's a reason for that. Listen, I got a, yeah. I
1: got a, I got a Fender Squire Telecaster. Those are good guitars. That, that I got a bunch of Telecasters. Yeah. Bunch of good Telecasters. Yeah. But most people if we do a sound test cannot distinguish between them
0: oh no it's
1: such a no. and it is a good player now now <laughs> okay so i had put some Lynn uh when i got it i put lindy frayland's yeah. it is great it is great uh but then i decided to take him out and put the just for fun put the uh the ones that were in it, in there, I guess it sounded better with the ones that it came with in my Lindy's. Whatever Indies. works, you know. So I, yeah. so I take that out a lot because it's a beater. I can beat it,
0: you know. And if something happens to it, you can go buy one. Sure, other. all day long. So you're seeing a lot of pros using cheaper guitars now. You do. The reason for that is because the vintage guitar market is is crazy. It's crazy,
1: and the and the and the. You Know they've improved the cheap guitars,
0: right? You know, yeah, well, I've, I take them in my shop a lot of the Epiphones and the cheaper fenders and stuff and just put better hardware, on. yeah, put better,
1: better pickups, better, better pickups, electronics. Better, I mean, I've, I've got yeah. an SG that I've, I've done that too, yeah, with an uh, now truthfully, it doesn't sound as good as my SG, it's yeah. heavier, yeah, you know, but but it, it's close enough,
0: yeah, well. On stage, it's just a fleeting moment. The audience doesn't yeah, know. Yeah, they don't know. It. it just either. goes right over their head.
1: And even if you sit most yeah. people down, they can't distinguish.
0: Nah. Hey,
1: yeah, nah. that one sounds a little better. Does it sound $3,000 better? <laughs> well, no.
0: And uh, the thing, too, with uh, using pedal, uh, the pedal boards instead of an amp yeah. on stage. Yeah. Now, oh, yes. That stuff's gone come a long way.
1: Well, I, uh, I play a Aguilar yep. uh, bass rig. And and my head would write, used to weigh, you know, 50 pounds. Oh, yeah. And forget the cabinets. But now I got a cabinet that is, I don't know, 15 pounds. Right, yeah. And a and a two-pound head.
0: Yep. And it, all sounds, it, changed. it yep.
1: sounds every bit as good as yeah. the Ampeg, huge Ampegs I used to take out to play bass.
0: Right. Well, speaker technology has changed quite yeah, a bit, that's... too. Bose actually was the game changer sure, in speakers. Was, yeah. They developed all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, now, everybody, I have a Fishman PA, the sure. tower, two oh, towers yeah, and two yeah, subs, yeah. and it's just supposed copy, well, basically. That, you know? And that's
1: also a wonderful sound technology has changed so much, too. You know, you used to have yeah. to take out so much equipment now.
0: You don't need it anymore. You don't need it no, Yeah, well, yeah. we didn't need it back then. <laughs> that's true. We used it anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's you know? true. I had a, a full-size Dodge truck with sure. a dual-axle trailer slammed yeah. full of PA. Oh, yeah. And uh, all that stuff's gone. And you know, I'm thankful it's gone.
1: <laughs> you, you can, most places, uh, well, down there, dragonflies still do, but most places you can play with your N-Ear and don't even have to have a wedge, you know. Or, right. Or yeah. So.
0: Yep. Uh, yeah, technology's a wonderful thing. But the, the funny thing about all this lightweight PA is everybody, the marketing strategy behind it was it's, it's easier no it's not easier it's just lighter it's just lighter
1: just as true it takes
0: just as long to set it up and tear it down it just doesn't break your back
1: i think what (laughs) i think the thing would have been easier to say say is it's lighter and then that way older musicians yeah i'm in man i'm in
0: right well that's yeah well that's where i am now but i love my i'm a fishman dealer and i got a good price on this i love it it's good stuff
1: it is good stuff i have it i got
0: Got some good news from Fishman here recently. Uh, I ordered a part, and she's like, my reps, we don't have that part here now. And I'm like, why is that? And she said that during COVID, they uh, started tooling up their factory here in the United States. Oh, They're bringing so a lot it. of it back. No, yep. That's great. Yep. That's really good. It'll be made in USA. Yeah. That's what I want to hear as a toolmaker. I watch my jobs disappear. Oh, so yeah. The, I watched the grand exit of manufacturing. Sure. Yep, so I,
1: I have a song about that actually. Yeah,
0: I do too. Yeah. You
1: know, yeah. and, uh,
0: uh, it's uh, and it destroyed small town America. It did. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. The opportunities are in the cities now. Yeah, it's, they are. That's sad because, you know, I grew up in uh, a mill town down in Lancaster Springs Mills. That sure. was the heart of that.
1: Yeah. Town. Oh and yeah. It all
0: just disappeared. Disappeared. Yep. So yeah, but like you said songs is good inspiration yeah
1: well, well you know nobody <laughs> wants story. to hear yeah nobody <laughs> wants to hear a happy happy ending or a happy story right yeah you know yep. it, yeah i've been accused of um causing myself problems just so i have something to write about right you know, well, that's true. Musician. you musician know?
0: of course you did <laughs> so you know <laughs>
1: it's the way it is
0: yeah. what else we need to know what else do we need to know? Yep. Oh, uh, well, like I told you, I'm finally getting back in the groove and getting back out there. Uh, just turned 60 years old in December, and, uh, you know, uh, you get older, you start thinking, you know, how you like the wish you had. So, yeah. There's a lot of that, and uh, luckily, I've done a lot of cool things in my life between music and my uh, career in Tool and So I really don't have any wish I had as far as that goes. But I I don't want to be an old man and like I should have got back in the studio and recorded those songs or, you know what I mean?
1: You're telling me I'm I'm 71 and I'm recording a new record right now. Right, so
0: I'm getting ready to go back in the studio. We're uh, the Southern Gothic Music Club. We're going to start recording some of those songs. Uh, I'm not sure how we're going to put those out because Joe has a lot of really good songs, and, and I've got my songs. And we're going to help each other in the studio, but they might be released, you know, instead of like on one record separately. Combination. But under that name, right. Southern Gotham. Gotcha. Yeah. Because uh, no, I've got me. a concept record that I've been working on for a while now about growing up in small town. Uh and I've got a lot of songs written about that. About my my own life. Yeah. It's a biography, so sure. to speak. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I'd like to put all those together in one project.
1: Yeah. But
0: I mean, we're playing these songs in the Southern Gothic act now. So I want those guys to be involved in the recording right. process, of course. Right. Yeah. And then uh Kevin Marshall and the Jaywalkers, I was just talking to my bass player the other day and we're uh we've got songs that we were playing that weren't recorded when we were still playing a lot. And I think we're going to go back in the studio and do an EP with that stuff. That's also. great.
1: That's great. Yeah. Sounds like you got a lot going on.
0: Yeah, I'm really busy in the shop, fortunately. Oh, that's um, a good thing. So, yeah, I have to stay occupied.
1: Yeah, I understand that.
0: I put too much on my plate sometimes, but I'm not happy if I don't. Well, I
1: think there's some people that just aren't, you know. Yeah. Kind of workaholics.
0: Yeah, I've always been a workaholic.
1: And, and you know, well, that's... It, trust me, I'm one that needs my time filled. I get in trouble if my time's not filled up pretty good.
0: Yeah. But now when I do want to be home with my wife, and there, there's no phone, there's, you know, That's I great. check out. That's great. I want to be left alone, you know. I understand. And to being a musician, you know this. You've played in front of so many people for so many years. Sometimes it's nice to be by yourself.
1: Well, I'll tell you this, too. <laughs> it is. I will, tell you, I will tell you another thing, too. It's harder for me to play for people I care about, you know, or that are closely associated to me than it is strangers. Yeah. Strangers, I don't care. I
0: mean, right. you know, I mean,
1: there's, it's, it's, you know, and when you're doing original stuff, yeah. it's hard to sit down with a new song and play it for someone you care about as opposed to playing it for a group, group the, of strangers. Uh,
0: the pressure. If you play in most of these songwriter shows, the Southern Songwriters Association, is a great group of people and they're very very supportive but every time i play in front of them i'm sure. scared yeah oh yeah because <laughs> that's you know a jury of your peers sure, it is
1: it is well yeah. we play music you play in a band you bring in a new song that, you know yeah. you don't even know how that's going to go over and it's right. guy's you played with forever
0: yeah well you know people ask because i've been fortunate with the original thing i've played covers for years and uh I decided after the Wax Gurus kind of fizzled out with me that I'm going to concentrate on the originals. Sure. I still play some covers. Yeah. But not, you know, maybe one or two in a whole show. Yeah. But I was playing there for a long time, doing all original shows sure. that, that in venues where most people would play covers. Yeah. and play uh, And a doing what made, made just as much, if not more True. money, doing that than I did playing well, covers. Well, you know, the, the. That's a blessing, though. The.
1: Uh, What's the old adage? I can play for nobody doing uh, my own stuff just as easy as I can play for nobody doing covers. Right. You know? Yeah. Also, you know, there's a lot of people that make a lot of good money. They have fun playing covers, and that's all great and wonderful, too. Yeah. You
0: know? No, I respect that. But it's
1: just not. there for me
0: it's not as rewarding to me anymore no I'm it's not, not. chasing the, i'm not chasing the dragon like i used to yeah. i mean i hustled for years with gigs uh if my calendar wasn't full i felt like there was something wrong sure. with me. i do understand yeah. that yeah. uh so i uh now i've i had to get over that i actually forced myself to get over that you know, looking at the calendar and like something wrong this date's not booked but yeah you
1: know, yeah oh yeah i do guilt, understand that yeah yeah I'm um, doing something wrong. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I'm past that now, which as far musically is the best thing that ever happened to me. Yeah, that's I, I good. I feel like I need to hustle like I used to. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Uh, but original, you know, people that play original or want to play original shows, you know, I ask me how do you how do you pull that off? And I'm like, the number one rule is you can't suck.
1: Yeah, that's I'm true. not saying
0: I'm good. I'm just saying if you're going to play originals, you got to put it out there. Well, it's a bit of
1: a bit of. Entertainment value has to come with it too. I'm kind of the old medicine show type thing that you got to have a little bit of. Exactly,
0: yeah. Yeah, I make fun of myself on stage. Uh, That makes people feel comfortable. Sure, yeah. Just start making fun of yourself if you don't have anything else. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You know, I got a big head, so I tell people when I wear a helmet, it looks like I'm wearing a Volkswagen. That's funny. (laughs) Just joking on stage. Oh, yeah. Uh,
1: you gotta have a bit of that.
0: You gotta have it. Yep. Uh, just sitting up there playing your originals, you can clear a room really you quick. You
1: can. You can be. Really quick. Yeah. Or or have to fight over conversation. So. Exactly. Yeah. And that's or, or get the famous. Hey, play something we know.
0: <laughs> uh, well, uh, you know, you still get that. One, yeah, so, you do. Wow. Yeah, and if I know it well I tell people well Eric Lovell's got this great saying a request without gratuity is merely a suggestion <laughs> that's great <laughs>
1: I've never heard that
0: that is great you get some <laughs> mileage out of that <laughs> that's a good one there yeah so I tell people if you if you hand me a $50 bill or a $100 bill not in a tip bucket you give it to right. me I'll learn a cover tip. sure you. yeah real I quick.
1: agree yeah I, I totally
0: agree <laughs> real quick
1: well speaking of uh, originals music you want to play a few
0: sure we'll
1: right. some songs yeah and we uh, thank you for coming up here and doing this
0: oh this has been great thank you all right thank yep. you so this song I'm gonna play on my Wisenborn uh, one of my favorite instruments it's a lazy river Wisenborn Rance White up in Chapel Hill built this for me and if you, if you want a Wisenborn lap still he is He's the, the, the man. man I gotta give him a plug yeah Yeah. Uh, you know we were talking about aging out as musicians mm-hmm. and you know, especially with songwriters, what we all want is to be remembered by yeah, our music, for a song, yeah, by our songs, yeah. So I wrote this song. It's called "When I'm Gone," uh, and that's basically what it's about. So, and uh, we've lost a lot of good musicians in in this region in the past few years. And so, a good friend of mine passed away this past week. Danny Burris, called him Dano. So I want to dedicate this to Danny. He was a good songwriter. Good musician, good friend. I'm gone, the only thing that's left will be my song. And I hope you'll sing along when I'm dead, when I'm gone. I have walked through this world. Good and bad intentions in my mind As I've grown, I've come to know All my bad intentions had to go Nothing but good intentions from now on Hope you hear that in my song When I'm dead When I'm gone One day I saw this sign It said what you do Is what you leave behind That's when I began to see It was clear to me it opened up my eyes When I'm dead When I'm gone The only things left Will be my song And I hope you'll sing along When I'm dead, when I'm gone When I'm dead, when I'm gone Yeah, so we talked earlier about a concept record that I want to make, and uh, this is going to be the title track. It's called Hell in L.A. And it's kind of this whole concept's about my life uh, growing up in small-town America. I've been to hell and Got back from there. I went back and this is why I went back to say goodbye. She was an old friend of mine. To tell me all the time, she could see it in my eyes. She'd say, One day you'll say goodbye to hell. stood there watching them lay her body down so many things went through my head I remember that time we almost ran away together now I'm wishing that we had I was battling demons of my own back then, would've been the worst mistake we could have made, yeah, yeah, and today I thought about every mistake I made in hell and L.A. nothing but hell on me I wasted too much time wishing I was somewhere else and when it all came crashing down on me she was the only one the only one that I had left As I stood there watching them lay her body down I never dreamed it would end this way No, no And today I said goodbye for one last time Today I said goodbye for one last time Today I said goodbye for one last time To hell and L.A.
1: Come to the Earl Scruggs Music Festival September 1st through 3rd, 2023, at the Trine International Equestrian Center. Enjoy workshops and learning about Earl Scruggs, jam sessions, and of course, headliners Emmy Lou Harris, Infamous String Dusters, and Green Sky Bluegrass.
0: Now.